This is the Well-Connected Twin Cities Podcast. I'm Lily Zaborowski. And I'm Alex Stahlberger. And we're here to help you feel empowered to own your well-being and discover what's possible. Tune in for conversations with local professionals as they share their inspirations, insights, and discoveries that make holistic healing possible. We're sharing the fascinating stories from within the wellness industry for health enthusiasts like you across the metro. When we're faced with a loss or a setback, it can be difficult to reorient ourselves to our new reality. We go through a grieving process, which is intensely personal. With all that's going on in our world right now, many of us are struggling to feel empowered. In this episode, I sat down with Shay Sandifer, a mom who found herself at a low point after her divorce years ago. By taking an empowered approach to her well-being, inside and out, she transformed her life and her career and is bringing this positive light to the Twin Cities community through her group fitness, wellness classes, and the Camden Farmers Market in North Minneapolis. Listen and get to know this local leader in the wellness community and discover what's possible with an empowered approach to your well-being. So I am here with Shay Sandifer, founder of the new MPLS, group fitness instructor, lifestyle coach, specializing in diabetes prevention, and owner of the Camden Farmers Market. So you are a busy, busy woman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And a mother of two teenagers. So yes, of course, just doing yes. it all. Trying, trying. <laughs> yes. It's um, day-to-day process. Yes. Yes. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show because not only are you a leader in the local wellness space, but you also have a really powerful story of how you kind of pivoted midlife and made this into a brand new career for you. So I would really love to start there. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to going through, you know, loss or tough times in general. So do you Mm want to tell us about how you got started down this path? Yes. So 10 years ago, I started to go through a separation, um, with my ex-husband and found myself in a dark place, was not happy, was going through a lot. Um, took me about three years to get divorced. (laughs) So that was just a very hard time who I was, um, where I was headed, kind of working, I felt like in a dead-end job, you know, um, even though I had a good job, it just was not fulfilling. And I was, um, I gained 30 pounds um, due to stress. And I was like, okay, um, this is out of control. <laughs> you know, I was hurting. I was uh, drinking a bottle to a wine a night. I was just not in the right place I needed to be mentally, physically, or emotionally. And it just hit me um, about two years into my separation. Like you have to change. You have two children that are watching you. You have to take care of them yourself and, you know, just build a better future for everybody. So I just decided to start healing from the inside out. And for me, that was about, you know, getting physically fit, emotionally too. So first thing off was I started working out again, um, cut drinking cold Turkey. I'd never had a drinking problem, but the wine was very soothing during that time. And, um, 
Yes, yes, it can be. And so I just turned everything into a positive. I started uh, kickboxing again every morning at 5 a.m. before anyone knew. I didn't tell anyone. And for 30 days, I kickboxed in front of my bed. And I lost 15 pounds like that. Um, and then I was like, okay, let's move on. And what's other things I can do? So I was like, I want to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> Where that came from, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. So I looked into that and start training to compete one day. But in the meantime, I did something that is very um, important and imperative to your healing journey. And that was A, I went to marriage counseling. I went to three months of that by myself. I went to personal counseling for about three months because where, who was I now? Mm -hmm. um, after this divorce. And then I went to anger management for six weeks because I was angry. I was very angry about the space I was in. I had never gone through anything this hard. I never would have thought divorce was so hard, but when your whole life is entangled with someone else's, your whole world, you've got a house, kids, marriage, businesses, family, and all that is just divided or you're like walking away and it's done. Yeah. Where are you now? And then you quit your job. You know, you're like, I don't want to work in this corporate setting anymore. <laughs> and so all of these emotions, all these things. So I really wanted to make sure that if I was going to be the best version of myself, it wasn't just the outside, which mm -hmm. a lot of people do. You know, they look great, right? I always say, look at Hollywood. People are like, they look beautiful and they're all stuff. And then you're like, and then they're like, oh, they're, you know, went away because they're having mental health issues. Yeah, because they're not dealing with the real problem. Mm -hmm. And so that was my journey for about a year and a half. And it took me to the next level on how I am here today. Yeah. Wow. Love this. I think so many people can relate to, um, I mean, many people have gone through divorce and that's, that's a huge, huge and they don't transition. do the work. They don't heal. Yeah. From yeah. Don't. I really love that you hit like all of the aspects, you know, mental, emotional, physical, mm -hmm. all of that. Right. Um, so important. So then you decided you wanted to leave your job and how did you get started? What was the first thing? Cause now you're doing so many things. So what was yeah. kind of the so first I'd always thing? worked back and forth in the restaurant business, but then I was like, okay, so this is what you're going to do. I wanted to start my own business. And I was like, I didn't know what that looked like exactly. I knew I wanted it to be in fitness and health of some sort. So um, I started bartending and started teaching classes in parks for free. And people, I had a following now because now I've been bodybuilding. So people knew who I was. And, you know, it's Minnesota and I'm a black woman bodybuilding. There's not many, you know. So they were like, this is so cool that you're doing this. And they're, and so I had this little following. And so they start coming out there and I was like, you know, just, you can tip me. I just wanted to get the experience and for people to understand that if you're in a dark place, you can work out and you can kind of release that negative energy through a positive way. And from there, it just kind of grew. And um, I became a life and wellness coach during that time. I was uh, trained through Black Women's Health Imperative, which is out of DC. And they had a diabetes and life coaching program that I was able to uh, go there and train for. And uh, Pillsbury then, um, United Communities had a diabetes program. Mm -hmm. And they hired me, they found me and said, I heard what you're doing. Love for you to come do this work with us. And then Medtronic funded the program. And that was six years ago. Wow. So it all like, so it started with the physical, yeah. you know, working out. Then it went to the emotional of doing that 
piece in the back, and then it went to, um, uh, what am I trying to say to you? Like community? Like yeah, community. like community and yeah. like that piece. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so I've done all this. So now I can actually create a business. And I ended up partnering with a woman and we created a Noir Elite Fitness. Mm -hmm. Ran that for three years together and did some great work in the, in the Twin Cities, um, you know, changed a lot of things that perspective of uh, black women in fitness too. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, now it's growing, but the teachers that you usually see at LA Fitness, which I've taught at in Lifetime, and these, uh, you know, independent, the yoga studios and all that, you didn't see them. Yeah. And so I was like, well, people need to see that we work out. We're black women, we work out and that we can be life and wellness coaches and we can educate and all this stuff and on a different level on that. Yeah. And that's really how the business started. And from there, it, um, you know, it just, it grew so fast. It was like overnight. Mm -hmm. People are interviewing and on NPR and made some newspaper uh, and magazine covers. And it just was great to get the world out there understanding what we're doing. Yeah. And that's kind of how the business evolved. And from there, uh, branched off and started the new MPLS. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Oh, in the meantime, I, I did start operating a farmer's market. Too, yeah, so. we'll get we'll get to that. I want to stand the... On the group fitness thing for now, I know it's easy to just meander. Right, 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 right. Um, so let's talk more about group fitness and just the power of people coming together. So what did you see happen when you started to gain that following and people that were coming back and getting to know you? Can you talk about maybe like the power in that and what you saw people going through and how they were transforming their lives? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the people I start gaining from my diabetes coaching them. So I've coached over nine cohorts um, of women and they usually range from about 10 to 25 women over the years. Yeah. So then they were like, okay, I'm working on this inside. I need to get physical too. So I think it, well, I know it's helped people on their journey. It helps them get up and show up for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it helps them be able to talk about the things that they're going through and fitness is their outlet to just get away from the family and the job for 45 minutes and give them kind of that peace. Yeah, wonderful. So through the new MPLS, you do fitness classes and you also are doing some new things as you know the pandemic has happened. Do you wanna talk about what you've been doing? Yeah. So yeah, so I had a transition um, quickly overnight because mm -hmm. um, I contract my services. I don't work for anyone, so I, had to create an online business within like 36 hours because all my contracts were canceled within 24 hours of when the pandemic really hit March 15th. Wow. So by the next morning, I went from 10 contracts to a one. Mm -hmm. So very scary. Um, I'm like, I have a house, I have two kids, I have life, you know? Yeah. Um, and as much as you can have your savings, that dwindles down. So I was like, okay, so this is all right, I can do this. This is part of, you know, being an entrepreneur. So call the necessary people, financial advisor and operations manager and, and marketing and graphic designers that I work with. And I said, I need a transition online that I'm able to promote and work my business from home mm -hmm. since we're going to be in the house. And it worked. <laughs> 
um, created something um, very fast and basically just took all my fitness classes, added more to give people a variety because what does that look like now that people are at home and um, created everything from fitness to wellness to nutrition online like that. And it is still, now it's like growing even bigger now. So it, it was so awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's so mm -hmm. great. Um, and you do more, so you do some nutrition stuff and then like wellness chats too, right? Yes. Yeah, so, um, we do, so I do, um, I teach group fitness classes, everything from cardio kickboxing, the strength and core to resist and bands. I have a gospel stretch class. Um, and then, uh, Saturday mornings, um, we I have a 6.30 boot camp uh, to get you going right before work. That's just a quick 30-minute class on Thursdays. Um, teach your appreciation Friday, which I've done for years. So all of that. So some of that's we're back outside, but I still have a couple classes online. And then what I really felt was necessary with everything I was doing with wellness was to create a space for people to talk about all these different changes that happen within 24 hours. Yeah. You don't have a job, you're furloughed, and you may not even be getting unemployment. Excuse me, you, um, there's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What right. is this disease that has hit our world and now everything has stopped and now you're isolated? And not everyone has, you know, the kids or the husband or the wife or the the roommate. Some people are isolated by themselves. They don't even have an animal. Like they live by themselves. Their outlet is work and hanging out with their friends. And now you're told you can't do anything. So I wanted to create a space where people could get away for an hour and just talk and be, you know, um, able to let go. Wow. <laughs> and, um, I decided immediately, I was like, I want this space for them because it's necessary yeah. and wellness Wednesday chat, because I always call, I've always called it wellness Wednesday mm -hmm. and that's the day to be well. It's halfway through your work week. Where are you at mentally? Did you show up for yourself? Did you make up your bed that day? Some people, it's hard to make your bed up that day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so just having different topics I was going to talk about and now it's grown and grown and grown. And now, um, I've actually partnered with someone else and we've created let go, let flow, which is a space for wellness. So, oh, I love that. So wonderful. Um, well, thank you for providing that for the community. I mean, you jumped on that so quickly. It kind of, I mean, I remember we talked at the beginning all mm -hmm. of this and I was like, whoa, you're on it. Whereas I saw a lot of other wellness professionals that were just kind of taking their time a little bit more and you are just such a, an amazing force. Um, so yeah, thanks for turning that around and really being there mm -hmm. for your community. Um, they're so lucky to have you. Like, yeah, I mean, it's for everyone. Like today was about colorism. And so we had about 20 white women and like 12 black women. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's in, and my community is every community. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm everywhere and I want to be in everyone's homes from here to, you know, to Italy, to Africa, to Australia. I want to be everywhere. Love so. it. I just want to clarify, I meant your community as like your followers, your people that were, Oh no, you know, I knew that. Yeah. Get right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for saying that too, because yeah. I think it's important for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. And hopefully with this podcast too, your community will continue to yes. grow and more people will learn about you and all of the 
incredible things you're doing. Um, so let's talk more about the farmer's market. Tell us about how that got started and what you've been doing there, because I think it's such a unique and vibrant community space, the things that you've done from an event perspective and all the, you know, like chef knife offs and stuff like yeah. that. So tell us about how that all got started. So four years ago, um, doing work in the community and I ended up being on the board for my neighborhood association and they got a grant, received a grant from United Way to help with food injustice and food deserts. And so the neighborhood, um, Victory Camden had been uh, running a small farmer's market, very small, like 70 people are coming a week. And it was because Kowalski's used to be in the neighborhood. And in 2006, it was, uh, they took 2006, 2007, they took, they took, they closed on the market. Mm -hmm. grocery store so there was no grocery store on top of it at that time rainbow which was robinsdale which is on the other side of north minneapolis had closed down mm -hmm. then i don't know if cub had been there yet but basically you have to think of all of north minneapolis you there was no grocery stores besides there was like a smaller one solo because aldi's wasn't there um cub maybe just had came in because it used to be target over there so you're this whole community doesn't have a grocery store you have convenience stores, but you don't have a grocery store, you know, a huge grocery store. So they had decided to, you know, create a small market to, you know, so people had access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. So here we are years later and they wanted to build it up more. So I got, I was asked, would I be interested in running it? And I was like, I know nothing about running a farmer's market. I grew up going to them all the time. And so I was like, Hey, I try everything else. Let's try it. It goes. And so they felt it was a good fit since I was in fitness yeah. and, and wellness. I said, you know, you're right. It is. And now looking back, it was a missing piece component to my business and end up getting a grant. Um, their biggest thing was like, you know, getting more of the community out, getting the numbers up. So I said, sure, no problem. So took it from averaging 70 a week to averaging about 270 a week. Mm -hmm. And which is great for a small you know, neighborhood. Mom. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And wanted to create different things. So created the knife off, which is my take on top chef using fresh vegetables and fruit in the neighborhoods. And then, um, highlighting people, uh, chefs of color that do not have that space, um, do not get that, you know, platform to do that. So, and taking them and then battling and out using these products. And so did the first one, there was 400 and some people that came. Wow. And then I was like, okay, let's kind of make this a thing. So if I do one, I can do another and then we can have a final. And then every year it's like the battle of the farmer's market. And then there's a winner and it turned out great. Had a DJ and just started that. And so here we are. Well, by the next year, by the end of the season, they decided they didn't want to sustain the farmer's market. And I was like, of course you do good, but you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, politics. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So found out that I was able to operate and own it myself. And I was like, okay, so I can like LLC this, put this in my business. And someone was like, yeah. So Pillsbury who started North market, which was a new grocery store on the North side had contacted me asking me, did I want to start a farmer's market there? Well, it was only nine blocks down from the other one on the same street. So I was like, there's no way these two neighborhoods are going to be able to sustain it. Let's just make it one. So the, uh, Association voted and said, Shay, it's all yours. So it became mine. Pillsbury said they would help me and I could host it at their uh, grocery store in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. 
So that would be the hub. And here we are in season three. So I've been operating and owning it by myself for three years before I had the association. So it's all me. It's a lot of work. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I am not a farmer. You're like, so you farmer? I go, no, I have people that come and work for the farmer's market. But we've done some great things with all the volunteers that have helped, other organizations that have gotten involved. We do a back to school drive every year. Last year, we gave away 550 backpacks. Um, to kids K through 12 in the Minneapolis community with them filled with the uh, uh, supplies that they need on the school list. Um, and then provide stuff like um, heart, um, the police department comes, the fire department, having mammograms, um, things of that nature. Um, we had food, we have activities, we have this school board has gotten involved. So there's a lot of things um, that we're able to do and it's it's just turned out great and so you know there's always some humps this year there's obviously started a little later started this past saturday so this week is our second week um and i partnered up with twin cities uh veg fest so twin cities veg fest focuses on plant-based and vegetarian options and companies and they usually do the veg fest and it's ten thousand people well clearly you can't have those type of festivals this year so they called me asked would um could they partner this year? I said, sounds great to me. Let's more opportunities for everybody. So they are part of the uh, farmer's market this year and um, calling it veg up the market. So um, getting more vegan and plant-based options and uh, still doing the same narrative of creating that space for people to sell their food products. But also, you know, you can, there's earrings there, there's plants. We're going to start having fitness in the next couple of weeks, every week and partnering with different fitness companies that will come in and be able to do free fitness during it. And, you know, there'll be DJs, live music, and then we'll still do a couple of those uh, knife offs too. Yeah. Oh, so fun. It just sounds like such a good time. It is. It is. It's not just your everyday <laughs> farmer's market. So yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Let's get into a little bit more about how people can work with you. How can they get involved if they're interested in, you know, taking your group fitness classes or doing your wellness Wednesday chat, where can they connect with you and find you? So the first easiest place is to go to my website, yeah. the new mpls.info very easy it's very self-explanatory on there you can see where the classes are um, my emails on there um, it shows the days of the week and different things and if there's special events that i do those are always on there um the class some like i said right now i'm on a parkway so i'm working outside because i can't be in my facilities mm -hmm. but so i'm working um teaching classes um so i'm teaching five classes outside and two online. Okay. So just because one's at 6.30 in the morning, no one's trying to go out there. <laughs> yeah, so I think yes. people actually are appreciating all of the at-home options during this time. They it's are. So yeah, they, they definitely are. But you know, it's, you're ready. You, right now, I don't think you've realized we have five weeks of summer left. I know. Uh, you know what I mean? Me. <laughs> We do though. Yeah. We, we have five weeks of summer because obviously with the George Floyd thing and everything that it was in the May and then June was like focused on that. And I was focused on that too. A lot of the wellness became part of that. And so I was working on stuff that benefited that. So um, yeah, so fitness classes online and in person. I, I And I also collaborated with um, 
uh, elevated movement and we created movement for unity. Um, so took two companies, um, I'm black owned, they're white owned and collaborated to uh, raise funds for small black businesses with the Minnesota Black Chamber. So the Minnesota Black Chamber is raising funds to give back to small black businesses in Minnesota that have lost double whammy. So COVID and then George Floyd, a lot of the businesses got destroyed mm -hmm. um, or just businesses down because of that. So they are raising money to give back and distribute that. So we're doing a series of fitness events um, and it's a donation based because then you donate to the cause. So it's movement for cause, we're calling it. I so um, yeah, we're going to be at the next one. Well I heard you're going to be there Saturday. Yes. Exciting. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's how do great. You, have you guys thought about how that's going to evolve into winter? Because I know you've done outdoor events. They, yes, they, we're talking about doing it inside. So we are looking at how that will look. Um, if we'll be able to, yeah. it might be, I don't know, might be Zoom, <laughs> you know, there's lots of options now. That's a blessing now with you know, the internet and having access that you can create different platforms. So as of right now, we'll continue. We have one now in July, then August, and I think we have one more in September. So, so we're excited. And then just collaborations. I'm collaborating with um, Crispin Green on August 1st. I'll be at the St. Paul Highland location outside doing fitness. Um, I've done some work with them before. Um, and any collaborations, you email me. I'm more than willing and you know able to. I do everything from fitness and you know wellness to nutrition. When it's not the summer months, and I teach a meal prep class on Saturday afternoons to um, about healthy eating, and I make a live meal, and then you're able to make that at home with me because I give the ingredients beforehand or later on at a different time. Awesome. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Shay. It was so nice yes. to have you on the show. You've listened to another episode of the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. We regularly sit down with our local wellness professionals and get the inside scoop into what makes holistic healing possible. Check out our events page at wellconnectedtwincities.com and look for the next Thrive Thursday. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Well Connected Twin Cities so we can say thank you.